0: Hi, I'm Rob, and welcome to the ABG Podcast. All right. Hey, guys. Thank you for uh, joining us with everything going on in the world right now with the riots, with the coronavirus, with politics. We have the pleasure of bringing somebody in, Jack the Herbalist. Now, Jack is full of knowledge and intrigued with the entire industry of holistic healing. Again, he's here for knowledge and empowerment. Thank you, Jack, for joining us. Thanks,
1: Rob. I'm excited to be here.
2: So, uh, Jack, you, um, you're an herbalist, correct?
1: Yes.
3: Yep.
2: Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about what exactly that is? Because I know when people hear herbalist, they, they think of many different things. Tell us a little bit about what that actually sure.
1: means. So it, it, is, it is many different things. Um, I guess the basic way to describe it would be uh, just having a very strong connection to plants Uh, whether that would be spiritually or uh, for their medicinal constituents that they have, uh, gaining a knowledge of plants, gaining a knowledge of the earth, of an ancient form of healing that we've been practicing for hundreds of thousands of years since ancient time, uh, and really rekindling it and bringing it into today's day, which is something that a lot of us have lost uh, over the years. And uh, it's our duty, my duty, and, and other herbalists out there Uh, to really bring in that knowledge into today's world uh, in order to heal it and transmute it. Uh, And it's not just a connection to the earth and the plants. Herbalism also entails a very strong connection to yourself, to your own spirit. Uh, Because when you have a strong connection to your own spirit, uh, you you are able to kind of work your way through life in in ways that you never really thought uh, were imaginable. So uh, uh, the plants kind of come hand in hand with that, but the real path of working with herbs and plants and stuff like that is is a very personal and spiritual path. So Yeah, I love That's that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's very interesting.
1: <laughs> so it's 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 interesting to see now, especially in today's day, how a lot of stuff is is really popping up and herbalism and natural medicine is now becoming a forefront you know, to a lot of medicinal practices that are out there today. So it's going to be exciting to see what's going to come in the next coming years.
2: I know, I, for one, like, I like the, the, the more natural approach to things because, you know, with certain drugs, it, it's, all, it's all chemicals. It's all, you know, you don't want to put that into your body. So I feel like a lot of people are thinking the same way and they're kind of going more the natural route.
1: We're realizing that a lot of the medicine that we were told was helping us is actually poisoning us and it's making our conditions worse. Uh, so really bringing plants into the forefront and channeling that ancient way of healing is, is really going to expand our perspective on life and uh, our capabilities of the human body and the earth. So really cool stuff.
4: Yeah. I, nice. I love how you, uh, you mentioned, um, modern medicine. Uh, How would you describe the difference between modern medicine and a holistic approach? Um, And as being a herbalist, how would you describe the differences?
1: So modern medicine, I would describe it as uh, basically something that was created in a lab. Now, uh, even though a lot of the conventional medicine today has been derived from plants, there's also been a lot of stuff that has been added to it. Uh, Now, some of the stuff that's added to it is a benefit, but most of the stuff that's in it causes really terrible side effects, uh, especially derailing people's health. A natural approach or a holistic approach, as you said it, is something that came straight from the earth that was so-called God-given, that is natural, just like our human bodies. Our human bodies are natural. So when we take something natural, it's almost as if a bondage happens between human and plant plant human connection. Uh, so it's, it's a much natural way and it doesn't even necessarily need to be plant medicine. It could be in the form of acupuncture, which is another ancient practice or, um, acupressure, uh, even massage therapy is, is very healing. Uh, so there's so many different facets to natural medicine. And, uh, as we were speaking before, you know, a lot of that is, is coming to the forefront now. So that would be my, my comparison to the two of them.
2: Yeah, something interesting. I went to Salem a a few uh, a few years back, and they were talking about how you know the witches, you know the the Salem witch trial and all that. They were considering people who worked with herbs or women who worked with herbs and healed people with those herbs. They were considering them witches, which would be which is ridiculous because now they would be considered modern day nurses.
1: Oh yes, if if, they were nurses
2: back then, not witches. (laughs)
1: Exactly, exactly. And now it's, if, you know, society had that same outlook on it today, you know, people like me and other people who practice herbal medicine, we'd be burned at the stake. It's it's very sad to say it. That's just, it just shows you how narrow-minded in the in history in recent history i guess uh that we've become towards this natural way of healing and it's been looked at as witchcraft or or voodoo in a way Uh, (laughs) but it's not it's not so uh, it's going to be exciting to see it expand back into the world
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you think we'll ever reach a point where it's covered by like medical insurance or
1: anything like that i do I, i i think it's I don't think we'll see it in the next five years, but I could see it within the next 10 or 20 years becoming a really big uh, form of prospective medicine. Because right now on this planet, we are going through a consciousness shift. You know, we are growing spiritually. uh, And even though outside in the world right now, there's a lot of chaos, look at it as growing pains okay? Everybody has growing pains when they're younger. Uh, You know, when we we have new teeth growing in, you know, as babies, we like to teeth. With growing pains comes stress and pain. And that's what's happening in the world right now. There's a lot of stress and pain. So those growing pains are anchoring in a newer and stronger world, whether it looks like it or not. So with that stronger world, we're going to naturally rekindle that connection to the earth again. And with that, we are going to call upon all these natural healing modalities that we've had for hundreds of thousands of years. So absolutely. Absolutely. Tremendous. Yeah. Good stuff.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And how do you think is like the, and I don't know much about holistic medicine, so I'm coming from like a complete newbie here. Yeah. like, you know, I know I've heard of like CBD oil and, and, you know, certain things like that, but is there anything in like pill form? Because I notice there's so much out there and I end up giving up because there's so much information and you don't know what's right. You don't know what you're looking for. Am I going to get a caplet full of gelatin or yeah. am I going to get what I need? Do you know what I mean? So what are your thoughts on that? I'm just curious. Exactly.
1: So there's, there's many, many different forms of, uh, taking in plant medicine, you can get it into a capsule form. And a lot of the capsules today, you know, some of them do have gelatin, uh, but a lot of them are made up of vegetable cellulose. Now, the reason I like to stray away from capsules is because uh, if you're sick or you have an ailment that you're trying to treat with the herbs, um, your body is putting its energy straight towards healing that ailment. Now, by taking a capsule that has vegetable cellulose in it, You are ingesting the herb, but you're also ingesting the cellulose and your body is putting its energy towards digesting that when it should just be putting its energy towards healing. So people can take capsules. Uh, However, I prefer a form of medicine in the form of a tincture, which is an alcohol extract of the medicinal constituents found in the plant, Uh, or I prefer a tisane or a tea tisane is is a a term for tea or an infusion of the herb uh using water as the menstruum in order to menstruum is is like the extracted um extractant like what's used to extract the constituents so with a tea it's water uh and by taking a tea and steeping the herb in the tea uh, you're basically still focusing your energy on healing it because all your body is focusing on is just Digesting the water, and that's just a natural function to begin with, you know. So uh, there are so many ways to take it. I would stay away from capsules. Uh, however, you know, a, a, you know, a lot of those vegetable cellulose capsules, you can actually pull them apart, you know, and you can ah. pull apart the herbs and you can mix them with some water. So there are ways. If, if if there's an herb that you're looking for and the only way that you can find it is in a capsule form you know, you can still work with it. There are ways to work around it. But uh, for me, my recommendation would be, especially if somebody is sick, stay away from the capsules. There are many different ways that you can consume it. So
4: yeah, that, that's great.
2: One of the things that I that I wanted to ask, because I, I don't know, and I, and I had heard that about the capsules and everything. But like you said, sometimes it's easier to get the capsules than it is to get anything else. Well, not so much anymore, but back in the day, it was really hard, but not so much anymore, which makes me very happy, you know, that it's becoming more and more um, accessible.
1: Oh yeah. There's a, there's a test that you can do with the capsules. If you get capsules, Um, if you take a couple of the capsules from the packet and you drop them in a little glass of vinegar and you wait, let it sit for an hour, some of them will dissolve and some of them won't. So mm-hmm. it it makes you think, you know, if if it's not dissolving in the vinegar, then what's it doing in your stomach? You know, is it, are you actually even getting the medicine at that point? So it's very very hit or miss, and and I would just say, you know, if you have the capsules, just pull them apart and just put them in some water. So
3: organic test,
1: organic yeah. capsules. <laughs>
0: uh, can you also ingest it through say your nasal cavity, or would there be benefits to something like that?
1: I know there, there have been some nasal spray forms of medicinal herbs. Uh, and I guess that, I guess that would work, you know, that would work, but I would say the best form would either be a tea or a tincture because uh, I mean, tea, you're just tossing and drinking it right back, you know, and you're also getting hydrated while doing it. But with a tincture, you know, you're putting a couple drops or, or a dropper full under your tongue and it's instantly getting absorbed right into the bloodstream. So that's probably the fastest, fastest method of doing it. So, uh, yeah.
2: (laughs) And what's the difference between a tincture and an oil?
1: So they're very similar. So an Mm -hmm. oil infusion is the herbs. Uh, so like say I wanted to make, um, lavender infused olive oil. So what you would do is you would get a Mason jar. You'd fill that all the way up to the top with lavender. Then you take your olive oil, you'll pull it, pour it right on top of the lavender, fill it all the way up to the top of the mason jar. Then you're going to let that sit on uh, either a sunny window or um, you could even put it up in a shelf where it's cool. It doesn't really matter. uh, And let it sit for a couple weeks. And eventually the medicinal constituents from the lavender will just absorb into the oil. It's basically the same exact thing with a tincture. Uh, You're just taking the herb in the mason jar. You can either use vegetable glycerin, or you can use vodka, which is just standard alcohol, which a lot of them are alcohol tinctures. Uh, You pour the alcohol, which is considered the menstruum here in the extraction process. Uh, You'll be pouring that over the lavender, uh, and then the alcohol will extract the constituents from the lavender over the process of four to eight weeks. Uh, And then what you would do is you would just uh, squeeze out the liquid from the herb, strain it out, Put it in a dropper bottle, and then you have your tincture. So,
2: oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a very easy, simple uh, process. If, if you know people know how to forage and they know how to go and collect herbs, or if they're growing their own herbs, uh, or there's a, an apothecary right around the corner, they can always go pick up herbs and make their own medicine at home. So it's very easy, very right. very easy. Well, yeah,
2: yeah, that seems pretty easy. You just need patience, really.
1: <laughs> exactly, what only thing
4: you need. Know <anything> <laughs> So, Jack, um, right now, obviously, there's a lot going on in the world, and I know Rob said that um, in the beginning of the podcast, um, you know, people are at an all-time extreme uh, for anxiety and depression, especially in the United States. Um, there's a lot of herbal medicine out there, and just some I can label uh, would be ginger, chamomile, ashwagandha, kava, Lavender. Would there be anything else that
1: I'm missing on this list? For the purpose of, of stress relieving or anxiety relieving? Yes. So lemon balm is really wonderful. I mean, even just smelling lemon balm, it just makes you super, super uplifted. Um, all I have to say is whatever herbs you plan on working with, uh, just make sure that you do your own research. It's very important that everybody does their own research instead of jumping into something. Because what a lot of people don't realize is just because it's natural doesn't mean that it's always safe for yourself. Everybody's on all different medications and certain herbs can um, interact badly with medications that people are taking. Uh, just be aware of that. Any, any of the herbs that, that we speak about today, do your own research. But uh, lemon balm would be great. Um, if you're looking to just relax, chamomile is great. Uh, really, you, you want just some like herbs that are just really going to calm your mentality. Now, a lot of the herbs uh, that, that are, uh, are are sedative, you know, so chamomile, you may not want to take that in the morning, mm-hmm. that's kind of something that you would <laughs> want to take at night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know? Because you don't want to walk around groggy all day. Um, so you kind of play around with it. You know, Passion Flower is another great one. Uh, so there's there, there is a lot, for sure. But those ones that you listed were were phenomenal. Those are great. You know, Kava, Kava is, is one of those ones that um I find better taken at night because my body kind of reacts to it in a very, I guess, lethargic way. That would be the word to describe it. Uh, it makes me very relaxed. Um, but everybody reacts, reacts to it differently. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And one thing we really do
4: thank you uh, for is that you're almost a pioneer for alternative health. Um, you know, as of right now, as you can see, there's a lot of new things coming up. Um, we said aromatherapy, um, acupuncture, naturopathic doctors, and you know a whole bunch of different um, professions that are bubbling up right now in alternative medicine. And like I said, you're a pioneer for this movement. Um, and you said in a 10 to 20 years, you do see this being more mainstream. What do you think's preventing um,
1: holistic medicine from being mainstream? it would be the disconnect from nature. That's what it would be. It would be this evolutionary disconnect from nature that we have had over the past 500 to a thousand years, I'd say, maybe not that long, but uh, in, in the past few hundred years, we have become so disconnected from nature that we don't know it's true capability. You know, we do deep down inside, but, a lot of people operate from the forefront of their consciousness, from what is known as the ego. Um, and a lot of people don't know how to look really deep in their soul and see that we are all made from nature. We're all a part of nature. We're made from the stars, the moon, the galaxies. Uh, we're a product of nature. And you know, when we go outside, whether we realize it or not, we're connecting to an ancient part of ourself. You know uh, so I think that would be what's preventing us from even acknowledging that this is a powerful form of medicine it's it's because of that disconnect now you know because of the growing pains that are happening in society right now I don't know if you guys have been out into the parks lately, but the preserves right now and the state parks are packed absolutely packed you can't even find a parking spot at these state parks anymore uh, and it's because People are now resorting to nature. Now, they think it's because, you know, there's nothing else really to do. But I believe that it's a deep soul calling from the earth. I believe that the earth brought on this challenge that we're facing right now so that it's going to force us to heal and connect with ourselves. And that's really what this whole quarantine has has been about, for me at least, is is connecting to myself the deep roots of myself and really understanding myself. Uh, and with that understanding of yourself is going to come a natural connection with the earth and the plants. And in order for us to bring that form of medicine up to the forefront, we're going to need to look deep inside of ourselves and make that connection with ourselves.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love that. With a lot of modern medicine, there is some benefits to it. But, you know, they don't know people like they did years ago when it was a small town. They're kind of like a little house on the prairie. Now, with something like that, is there a way you feel like a holistic side to get involved and bring back the community since you were just saying that with the nature preserves and kind of recalling?
1: You mean like is is there a way that, that you know, people like, uh, like herbalists and, and uh, naturalists can help rekindle that in people? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are uh, many herbalists that give herb walks where they take people out into the preserves and they show people the plants in their natural habitat. You know, They get people to interact with the plants. I mean, people can go to an herb store and go say, oh, I want an ounce of lavender or I want an ounce of chamomile. But when you're out in nature and you're interacting with the plant in its habitat and you're feeling its energy you're feeling its presence, that in itself is healing that in itself is medicine so it's just as it's powerful to go and connect with plants at a local apothecary. but I find that if we're really going to go deeper and we're really going to help reroute that connection to the earth in other individuals. It's going to be done by bringing them out into nature and having them connect with the plants in that space.
0: Great. Yeah. And it, it's a very meditative way, even being now. Do you have to be in a different conscious level to be in a meditative way uh, in nature or do you
1: have to be alone? In ice? So we we all we are all connected to nature whether we realize it or not um some people are very meditative with it and some people just enjoy going out for a walk you know and and to them that is an appealing for them uh you don't need to go you know you don't need to be in a meditative space in order to look around and, and be in awe of the beauty you know it helps when you're in a meditative space you know where you can kind of ground yourself in the present moment and look around at the space uh, and, and really feel its energy, you know, but I mean, everybody that I've, I've walked in nature with has, whether they're meditative or not has noticed the natural beauty and power that nature possesses. Uh, So I think that, you know, even though some people are not really connected to the meditative aspect of it, uh, it still can have a very powerful impact. And it's all about planting that seed in people, you know, because you can take somebody on an herb walk and they may go on the herb walk, and then after that, one nothing else to do with plants for a couple of years. But then years down the line, something comes up where they're like, you know what? I remember that herb walk I was on, and then just by that simple thought, their entire life blossoms into a new direction. So,
3: yeah. Yes,
1: anyways.
4: just to just to go off of what Rob was talking about, um, obviously, AVG is a nonprofit that supports cancer patients and. One big thing that we want to do is provide people with information um, to be able to utilize some of the tools that you're you're talking about with us. Um, obviously, herbal medicine can also be expensive, just like modern medicine, um, and the resources out there are not always easy to find, and that's probably one of the biggest issues as I could see right now is that the resources aren't there and maybe they are there and just people aren't, don't really know where to look. Obviously there's whole foods and health minded stores out there. Uh, but do you have anything you recommend for our viewers and where they could find resources or maybe where to look for help in these areas?
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, if you if you have a local whole, whole Foods near you, I mean, that's a great way to start. I'd, I've been in their their uh, whole body section, um, and I've looked at the herbs that they have, and they have like a, a plethora of options that you can choose from. Uh, however, if there's anything specific that you're not that you're looking for and they don't have, there are many. Uh, really awesome organic tincture companies or uh, tea companies, which you can order herbs in bulk, you know, but it's all about doing research. Like you, you, you may look at those really big name companies and not find what you're looking for, but then you, you know, do your own research and you find a little small company that's just getting started that has really powerful medicine, you know, and a lot of herbalists like me are now uh, starting their own websites and stuff like that. And, you know, um, getting approved to, to, uh, start selling medicine and stuff like that. Herbs in, in the form of plant medicine, tinctures and teas. Uh, and you could find just as powerful medicine by buying from, from a smaller business than you can a larger business. You know, it, it's all about, like I said, doing your own research. That's the most important thing.
2: Would you recommend planting certain herbs? And if yes, which herbs would you plant?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it depends on, on, where you live, you know, if you live somewhere where it's hot all year round, you could have a a huge herb garden Mm. (laughs) and you'd have all these different tropical herbs, you know, Uh, but here Mm. on Long Long Island in my herb garden right now, I have uh, some lavender. I've got some lemon balm. uh, I've got some cancer bush. I've got some Tulsi. um, I've got a couple of uh, Jamaican herbs that I, I I brought some seeds back from Jamaica this past year. um, Some mint, and some basil, you know, and some rosemary. I'll add rosemary and in there rosemary. too. You know, it doesn't need to be anything really exotic because all of all herbs have benefits to them, you know. Uh, people think, oh, you just use basil and rosemary for cooking. But no, those are very powerful plants that you can make tinctures with and teas with, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't all necessarily need to be for cooking it. And food is medicine too, you know. If you're using the herbs in food, food is, is powerful medicine as well. You know, what you put in your body is you know what you're going to get health wise it's just as simple as that so uh you know using the herbs and cooking as well is is just as powerful you know uh but it, basic herbs like that that you can get at, at your garden center remember organic <laughs> right. um, but you know it doesn't need to be anything really exotic you just go simple and and you'll still get some really great benefits
2: Because so i've done i've done the basil and i've done the mint i put that in my iced tea
1: You know, that kind of thing.
2: But it it would be interesting to do some lemon balm and and, and lavender and maybe make a tea out of that. Yeah, yeah, that would be a really nice blend. Yeah, that would
1: be really nice. Yeah,
4: good stuff. We're all going over Denise's for tea. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. for sure. sure. I'm excited.
0: Uh, Is there any particular websites that you can go on and get, like, definitions or about the teas, the mints, and the, all these holistic herbs? They oh, yeah. Check it
1: out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there are so many of them. Um, I know a lot of their names right now are just going right over my head. Uh, but uh, just by looking at, like, like, oh, I think one of them is the Herbal Index. That's a oh. great one because you can go on the Herbal Index, and they've got a bunch of plants. You just type in the name, or if you know the Latin scientific name, just type it in. Uh, it'll give you the uses. It'll also give you the cautions, which is a huge plus because a lot of people need to know the cautions. Uh, a lot of people don't know the cautions. So that's extremely important. Um, but yeah, even, even simply going on Google and just typing in an herb name, you know, we, that's a, the great thing about uh, the age of technology right now. And one of its positive uses is for Googling research and hmm. and looking up herbs and stuff like that. So it's right at our fingertips, everything we need to know, basically. <laughs> right. So um, just by simply typing it in, you could find a lot out about it. But just remember to look up the cautions and know everything about the plant before you decide to consume it.
2: And do you have a website? Or do you I already- have a website?
1: I have, <laughs> I have uh, Instagram, if anybody wanted to follow, it's jack.t.stanis. Uh, I post a lot about herbal medicine on there. I hope to one day create like a YouTube series, a foraging series to show people the plants in their natural habitat. Um, and then hopefully a website one day. Yes. <laughs> That's the plan. That's yeah. the plan. So not yet, <laughs> but soon, soon come.
4: <laughs> Just one more question. Um, so obviously right now you're practicing as a herbalist. Uh, what is your
1: future goals? Cause everyone has goals. What What, what are you looking to do? So my goal with embodying this path is, uh, you know, next year I'm starting acupuncture school. You know, I would love to become a licensed acupuncturist. uh, But in the grand scheme of things, what I see myself doing is leading eco tours. I want to take people around the world and I want to show them the plants in all the different ecosystems in the world. I want to uh, bring people to interact with the culture as well and seeing how different cultures interact with plants. Uh, I would love to have my own practice one day and my own kind of little, uh, I guess you would kind of call it like a little community, so to say, um, where people come in and I would love to offer at like the center, you know, some Reiki, uh, some meditation, some yoga classes, some acupuncture, a little bit of everything, maybe a little herbal apothecary, a health food cafe. Uh, I, I just really want to help humans connect to that ancient side of themselves because I know we can do it you know I know we can do it and uh, I believe that I was given this path at a young age so that I can work towards bringing people closer to that connection because the only way that this world is going to heal is if we form that connection again because unfortunately right now we're destroying this planet you know it's gotten it's gotten a lot better than it was you know and we're on the right way when you know better you do better that's that's a good phrase to put it and and when education reaches people and people connect into that into themselves uh and they know themselves more then by that they do better and they respect the world more so uh my mission is to bring that out in people
2: well, that eco tour sounds awesome.
1: <laughs> you oh, want to yeah. know
2: I yeah, want to do absolutely.
1: it. <laughs> absolutely. Oh,
0: yeah, that would be really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. All right, Jack, you mentioned before the importance of meditation. I was wondering, would you do us a favor? Could you guide us through
1: a guided meditation for us, please? Sure, yeah. There's, uh, this meditation that I'll guide you guys through is something that's very simple. You know, you don't have to have really any experience with meditation, and that's the beauty of it. Uh, and it's also a very calming and grounding meditation, which, you know, in the state of the world right now, a lot of us need that grounding and calming. Uh, so it's called an aura scan or a body scan. It's where we bring our attention to certain points throughout the body and we feel inward and physically if there's any tension emotionally or physically. Um, and with that, we're going to kind of breathe into tension in order to release it. Okay. So what I want everyone to do right now, kind of just start to wiggle your shoulders out, wiggle your arms out, and make it very, very, very loose. You don't want to have any tension. Kind of start swaying your body back and forth, loosening up the spine. Roll around your neck. I want everybody to close their eyes, take a really deep breath in
3: and out. So, now on the next deep breath in, I want everybody to bring their attention up to the top of their head. Okay, so breathe in. Breathe out. And when everybody's attention slowly start to work down to the forehead. Take a deep breath in. And out.
1: Feel your face muscles. See if you have any tenseness in the face muscles. A lot of us have tension in the face muscles, and we don't realize it. So take a minute and just let your face muscles get pulled down by gravity naturally. Don't fight the force of gravity. Breathe in. And with the exhale, release any tension that may be in that area. Now slowly, we're going to bring our attention down to the neck, front and back of it. Slowly start to roll your neck around. Very gently.
3: Start getting it loosened up. Breathe in. And out. with each exhale we're breathing out more and more tension motion physicality we're going to take another inhale we're going to bring our attention down to the chest feel any tightness in the chest we hold a lot of Hurt emotions in our chest. Our heart, ch- heart chakra likes to take on a lot of emotion. Breathe in. Add good oxygen in your chest. And then exhale. Releasing any pain that may have been caught inside of there. We're going to bring our attention down to the lower back and the stomach where we hold a lot of motion as well as the heart chakra. A lot of people hold a lot of anger here, a lot of stress, frustration, sadness,
1: regret, all emotions that can bring our vibration down. So with that being said, we're going to take another deep breath and
3: Feel your stomach. Exhale. Pushing all the way in. Releasing. Now with that exhale, and if you continue to do that
1: in that specific area, you may feel a lot of emotions bubble up and that's okay. A lot of people feel those emotions and they get scared of it and they walk away from the meditation. But
3: that's the healing in itself. So Work our way down to our legs. If you're sitting, feel the bottoms of your legs
1: shooting down into the earth, really feeling gravity pulling you down into the floor. Or if you're laying down, you could just feel your whole body being pulled down into
3: the earth. You're going to take another deep breath in. And exhale.
1: Releasing any tension that you feel in your body. We're going to do three inhales and exhales. And with those three, I want you to release as much tension as you can. Okay? So
3: start with the first one. Two, three. We're just going to take a couple seconds to just feel our body, feel the looseness in our body gravity pulling us down to the earth. And then when you're ready, you can slowly start to open up your eyes. Bring that peace that you felt from the meditation with you into the waking reality.
1: Now, what's really good about that meditation, as I stated earlier, was that you can do it in the morning. You can do it if you're sitting in the car, you know, not when you're driving. <laughs> um, and you can do it at night before bed. Uh, it's a really great form of uh, grounding yourself and, you know, feeling yourself, which a lot of people, a lot of us are, are cut off from our own emotions Uh, So the more that you do that, the more tension that you release physically, emotionally, you're going to release a lot of tension and blockage as well. So uh, a lot of stuff may bubble up, and that's okay. Uh, What what we need to learn to do through this practice is to love ourselves and have compassion for ourselves. You know, uh, for our faults from the past, we need to learn how to let go of the past and not have any regrets, because the past doesn't exist anymore. It's only right now. So with these meditations, a lot of pain from the past might bubble up so that it can be transmuted into light energy and uh, can heal you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really great, simple meditation, and you don't have to have any meditation experience. So.
0: Awesome.
2: Thank you. I- Thank you. Yes. I liked it because, you know, when, when sometimes when people say to meditate, they say, clear your mind. I can't do that. Right. So when you say to concentrate on your, your head and concentrate on your shoulders, concentrate, it kind of, it kind of focuses your, your mind to forcing, not forcing, but, you know, trying to relax your entire body. So your right. mind is still occupied, but it's not occupied with, with the noise.
1: Exactly, Denise. You know, talking about the noise and the monkey mind, you know, through meditation. Yes, the goal, I guess, is to, you know, become still and present. But what people don't realize is when you're meditating, it's okay for your thoughts to run wild, because that's how we're going to acknowledge our thoughts and acknowledge, you know, uh, repetitive thoughts that come in that may be deitering and and Manipulating our emotions every day, a lot of people have you know uh, thoughts that reoccur every day that are are you know very negative to their mental health and they may not realize it so meditation really brings those thoughts to the forefront and you know I, I know so many people that that um, meditate and get frustrated because they can't still their mind. I say embrace that. Embrace those thoughts, you know. Uh, really feel those thoughts because that's the only way you're going to get to know yourself. And then once you've acknowledged those thoughts and worked through them, you'll find that naturally you're just going to go straight into the present moment because you will have healed those reoccurring thoughts. So think of it almost as think of it almost as consciousness kind of bringing. Uh, bringing stuff up to the surface for you to release. And we we as a species have not been releasing for hundreds of years, even our ancestors, we carry a lot of their trauma in with us. Uh, so all of these emotions throughout the day are gonna constantly keep bubbling up until we sit with them and until we acknowledge them. So it's very important to embrace your thoughts uh, and to love them and to show them compassion. And to not get frustrated when we're trying to meditate, if the thoughts are going crazy, don't get frustrated with them, you know, nurture them because eventually those thoughts will just dissipate and you just will become a very present and grounded person through that. It's just, it's the just byproduct of it. So I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs>
2: Great. I mean, this has been amazing. We've learned so much from you. I I personally I've learned so much from you. I'm glad, I'm glad. Um thank you so much for for coming on the podcast and and uh thank everyone else for for listening to us and um listening to this alternative uh, perspective and uh, this wonderful conversation that we have uh that we had with Jack. Um you can get in touch with them on Instagram at jack.t.stannis. Um, so, uh, you can find us AVG fund, find us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook at AVG fund and give us a shout out and let us know what you think of the podcast. And, uh, thank you friends for tuning in and we will see you next time.